You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Peter Watts back in the studio. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Jason. It's great to be back. Uh, Good morning, listeners. Yeah, good morning to everyone this morning. Now, today we're continuing our series, A Light in the Dark. This is our second last one. Next week will be our last one, last live program for a while. But just wanted to catch up with you, Peter. I know last week you shared with us that uh, you were heading away over to King Island for the first time. You'd never been there before. It was a beautiful... Yeah, it was. Uh, I was there, and I, I flew in Friday and flew out on Sunday, so I was only there for a brief time. What, and what did you see there that uh, you enjoyed most? All sorts of things, actually. It was. Um, it's a beautiful place, and uh, not that I'm working for the King Island Tourist Authority, but um, if you can get over there and have a look around, it is a beautiful um, place, a, bl- a beautiful natural place. We had a, a, all sorts of weather. We we had changeable weather, so we had lashing rain, heavy, you know, uh, high winds, uh, but also lots of uh, sunshine and blue sky too. So uh, Friday actually was a really good day, and um, I went all the way up to the the. Uh, the, the top of the island, uh, Cape Wickham, and had a look up there. There's a nice um, lighthouse up there. Mm. And um, But uh, you're driving around, I didn't realise that there's lots of um, wild turkeys on the island. Right. There's also lots of wild peacocks on the island. I wonder if, if any of those uh, turkeys end up on people's Christmas uh, uh Well, I don't know about the Christmas one. I, I would imagine maybe they do. But I know that I was talking to somebody who actually did catch them and eat them from time to time. So uh, they certainly there. And they were more prevalent than I, you know, Obviously, somebody's let some some go there, and uh, they're on the island. And pheasants as well. Mm. Uh, lots of obviously Australian natural wildlife. I saw a snake on King Island. I, I didn't have to ask the question: Do they have snakes on King Island? I did see a snake on the road basking there in the sunshine on Friday. But um, mainly, of course, uh, I went to see the people. I think there were about fifteen hundred people on King Island, and uh, we um, had a, a great uh, day together. Uh, on Saturday where um, we met with some of the people. I shared a couple of messages. Um, We had lunch together, got to know some of the people there. So really had a lovely time and, um, yeah, a very pleasant experience going to King Island. My my son had told me there's a a world-class golf course there. I never made it to the golf course, um, but maybe one day with my son we might go back there. Mm. Yeah, it's a great place. Uh, I must go back there. It's been a long time. It must be... uh 30 or 40 years since I've been there, closer to 40, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure whether it's changed much or not. (laughs) Um, I'm sure (laughs) something's changed. (laughs) But it is a beautiful place and with beautiful people. Uh, Today, Peter, we're looking at a program title, Born This Way. Last week, Mm. uh, we we talked about supply chain security. Do you want to just uh, give us a very brief recap on that one before we go on? Yeah, so the messages that we're sharing in this little series, um, uh, Light in the Dark, are not necessarily directly connected. Uh, They're connected by the fact that they have a biblical basis. That's the light in the dark. And so last week, we talked about supply chain uh, security. We were talking about the fact that when things run out in the stores or things um, 
you know, we many people will talk about the uncertain future that we face, that we can still have confidence in God, and we have many promises in the Bible. We also have many examples in the Bible where God provided for his people in a time of crisis. So uh, it's really uh, about reading those promises, believing those promises, remembering those promises, and accepting and um, by faith, having faith that God will provide, the Lord will provide. Mm. Now... I just wanted to ask you, um, I know in our notes here there's some topics that we're going to be talking about today that might not be rated G. Right. Um, should we provide a warning or are we going to keep it rated G? Today? No, I think we're going to be rated G. I'm going to be very general. Okay. Yeah, so no worries. I, I think we should be fine on that regard. Okay. No worries. Just uh, We just like to give our listeners a warning if we're going to talk about adult concepts at all. So. Mm. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's look at um, uh, our topic topic today oh, i just should remind our listeners that uh, you can of course listen to our past episodes all of these ones but we've done a lot of episodes with peter this year and last year so you can go back to our faith fm website on faithfm.com.au or you can download our app from the app store on your phone or tablet search for the faith fm australia app and uh, you can listen to all of our past episodes there as well so, Born This Way, Peter. Yeah, so uh, we sort of borrowed this title from, uh, some people may remember, uh, it was the title of a 2011 music album and single uh, by the uh, artist known as Lady Gaga. And it's uh, actually Stefani Joanne Angelina Germanotta uh, is her uh, name. And um, she had this uh, song, Born This Way, and it um, kind of became uh, a little bit of a mantra, I guess, since then of um, you can't blame me for what I do because I was born this way. Mm. And we're going to find actually in Scripture that there's some sympathy for that position uh, in, in as much as that, you know, the Bible does say we, we are born with a certain uh, direction in mind and so forth, and we'll talk about that as we go along. Mm. Um, but the question is, um, is it right to blame our behavior and our genes? This is a really sort of popular topic uh, in the last, you know, 10 years years and more um it was interesting i was in western australia in july and bank west over there one of the banks over there they had an ad uh, that was on the billboards and on the tv and and so forth and it was said um i was born this wa mm. and, and it's a and it's a they're sort of playing on the idea of uh, you're a west australian and therefore you live this way you know and they were sort of you know emphasizing some positive aspects of course but you know i was born this wa mm. uh, which i thought was an interesting play on that i'm sure we've got some listeners uh from WA. In fact, yeah. Naomi's texted in. She's <laughs> one of our faithful listeners in WA. Good morning, Naomi. Indeed. So in some sense, this is true, right? In some sense, this is true. But here's the thing. It's interesting that, you know, if, if I said, look, you can't blame me for the way I live because I was born this way. Mm. We we do accept some things along that line, but then other things we would not accept. So, for instance, if I'm angry... Uh, and I say, well, you, you can't, you know, you can't blame me for being angry. I was born this way. Then we would say, well, no, maybe you should get anger management counselling. You know, maybe your anger is not going to do you any good. It might not do others, you know, any good that you encounter. Uh, and so therefore, maybe you should do something about that. What about if I said, um, you know, I'm a racist because I was born this way? Mm. We we don't live in a culture where that's acceptable. We no. don't live in a culture where we say, oh, it's okay to be racist so long as you were born that way. 
Um, you know, what about sexual assault? You know, if somebody sexually assaults somebody else and say, well, you know, you can't blame me. I was born this way. We don't accept that as a, a legitimate reason for for that kind of behavior. So um, it's, it's an interesting balance because some things are ruled in and some things are ruled out, even in our present culture. And that mm. often shifts over time as well. It does. Yeah. But if we look at Proverbs 14, 12, I think you've got that verse uh, up there, Jason. I'll get you to read that out. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Okay, so uh, there is a way that seems right, mm. and it's sort of that, that notion, well, it seemed right at the time, seemed good to me, seems mm. okay, I don't see what's wrong with that. Um, and But the Bible says there is a way that seems right to humanity, but it's not right in God's eyes, and it doesn't lead to everlasting life. It doesn't mm. lead to... Um, a, a a good uh, result because it says its end is the way of death. Mm. You know, I you know I think of you know people who may uh, sadly get into uh, drugs. I used to use uh, drugs myself years ago. I, I want people to know that I've gotten off them. But the point is, you're at a party. Somebody's offering them. This is what everybody's doing, and you say, "Well, it seems right." At the time, mm. you know, everybody's having fun, the music's up loud, you know, you might be intoxicated, you, you know, through alcohol or whatever it is, and you might take a drug that it seemed right at the time. But we've all seen, uh, you know, the tragic consequences that that can have mm. uh, for some people. So um, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You know, we, there, are, there are some songs. There's a, a, I remember the, uh, the words of a song by, I think it's the Master's Apprentice, where they say, do what you want to do, be what you want to be. Yeah. yeah, I know that song. You know that song? Yeah, I do. Um, and uh, the, and that, is, that is popular, and we actually sometimes reinforce that. You can be anything you want to be. Mm. And there's something, and I, I recognize the um, positive intention. Yeah, there is, there is a... There's uh, a positive intention behind that. There that, is. Yep. We tell kids, you know, at school or in, uh, you know, Bible study class, some of the kids at uh, school will, will say to them, you can be anything you want to be. Mm. And we mean it in a positive sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the reality is God also has a plan for what he wants us to be. And um, my um, experience has been that when I align myself with what God wants me to be, I end up happier and more successful in my you know, day-to-day life than I am trying to do my will and my... I was going to say, that's a great message if you put a uh, condition on that, uh, if that thing that you want to be is within God's purpose yeah, for you. <laughs> absolutely, and I think that yeah. matters. Mm. And so, you know, do what you want to do, be what you want to be. Uh, really? What about if you want to be a thief? What mm. about mm. if you want to be a murderer or a drug pusher, an abuser, a, a molester, a bully or a deceiver? Is that what we want to say? Just be what you want to be? No, there are certain boundaries that we put on that. Absolutely. And most of the time, if we say those things, we mean, you know, positive things. Mm. Um, so, I want to talk a little bit about um, an illustration. There was an illustration on a uh, maybe we'll do that in the second <laughs> section. I'm looking at the time running yes. out. It's going to be easy to talk a lot in this this program. There's lots to talk about. But when we come back, I just want to talk about an illustration I saw in a newspaper in Melbourne some years ago. And we'll pick that up when we come back. 
Awesome. Well, we've got a question for you today. How should we relate to those who are struggling with long-term destructive behaviours? We'd love to hear from you today. Share us your thoughts on 0488-880-891. That's our Tassie Encounters number, 0488-880-891. Text us in. How should we relate to those who are struggling with long-term destructive behaviour? This is Nicole Nordman with Just As I Am. I wondered how to come to you I did not dare believe it true That you regard the orphaned ones Beloved daughters, worthy sons For the broken and the barren too I heard could find some rest in what kind of love in injury's place would leave in this devastating of grace? So I come in sorrow, I come in shame, I come to the cross with my pain, just as I am with. Thy blood 
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Peter Watts and uh, we're on our program called A Light in the Dark and our topic today is Born This Way. We asked you a question, how should we relate to those who are struggling with long-term destructive behaviours? And uh, if you haven't answered that question yet, Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We've had a couple of uh, responses to that, Peter. Um, one, I think we've got a listener listening on our app from the USA, and uh, they say I struggle loving people who don't show love in return since I've been hurt so many times. Yeah, I want to uh, sympathise with that person, but I also want to tell that person, encourage that person, that they actually know what God feels like. Because God loves people who don't show him love in return. And I'm sure he's been hurt many times by that. Um, and so I think that it also, um, you know, it's something for us to think about. Why do I love others? Uh, do I love others only to get love in return? Or do I love others because that's the right thing to do? Mm. And uh, thankfully, God loves us whether we love him or not. Uh, because that's who he is and it's the right thing to do. So, yeah, that that happens. I think many of us can um, experience that where we love others, but we may not get that love back in return. We've also had Naomi text in and say, respond with love and compassion to them. Show them by our actions that we love them and care about them. Show them our lives. There's another way to live. Tell them what Jesus has done for uh, done in our lives. Tell our testimony of where we used to be in the way God has changed our lives. Tell mm. our story. Yeah, no, terrific. That, that's great. I think the, the sentiments of this uh, as well in terms of the um, the question that we asked is, is it's um, the, the age-old uh, principle of uh, love, the, love the sinner, hate the sin. Mm. And, uh, the, the, you know, we could probably do a whole topic on that uh, particular sentence. It would be a good program to do, actually. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'll, I'll put that on the list. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> we, could, we could get there. Okay, so before the break, you were saying that you had an illustration of something to share. Yes, right. So uh, I remember uh, a few years ago, I think it might have even been 2012, there was a, uh, a story on um, a Melbourne newspaper, Melbourne Sunday newspaper, on the front cover, and the headline was Saving Baby Faith, and it was about a little baby girl who was only six days old, and she had been born addicted to drugs, so her parents uh, had been uh, addicted to drugs. They passed that on to this baby girl, and the hospital staff uh, at that Melbourne hospital were working hard to save the baby's life, to preserve the life, and try to restore that child to health. And in many ways, I think that... Um, true story illustrates our plight as human beings we're born into this world with an addiction and our addiction is to sin mm. and you know well, what does that really mean and I, I i kind of boil that down to uh, selfishness if you imagine that we have an addiction to selfishness uh, and that god is trying to help wean us off. He wants to break the chain of that addiction to selfishness. And uh, w this idea of being born this way, this born, born with this uh, particular uh, tendency towards sinful behavior, I think that there is, uh, you know, biblical evidence for that. And we want, but then we all, there is also a biblical solution. So let's have a look at a verse, Romans 5.12. We want to read that. Therefore, just as though, uh, sorry, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. 
Okay, so it's saying here, just as through one man sin entered the world. Well, that one man was Adam, the mm-hmm. head, you know, the head of the human race, right back there in the Garden of Eden. And as as Adam and Eve both turned away from God and chose uh, to listen to another voice, they separated themselves from God. And uh, separation from God is really the results of sin. Sin separates us from God. We're told that in Isaiah. And so, as they separated from God, um, they they chose their own path instead of the one that God had provided for them. And so in many ways, um, death entered the human family and and death has been our problem ever since. Mm. We we have this problem that everybody eventually dies. And uh, that has come, that has been passed down to us. So so they, they they, they made this choice back in the garden, but we've inherited the consequences of that choice. Mm. Um, and so, if you like, we're born with this addiction mm. to sin and selfishness, and God wants to help us to get over that. And what I'm about to say is not not saying that there's not a possibility to change from this, but mm. um, Carmelina has studied a bit of this, uh, one of our other hosts, and um, apparently there's, there's genetic inheritances that can actually... Uh, include behavioural things. So yeah. it is possible to inherit um, behaviours from our, yeah, our parents for sure. uh, genetically. And, of course, God uh, offers a solution to those things as well. Well, if you look at um, Mark 2.17, mm. which is the next verse I want to talk to talk about, um, Jesus talks about uh, sin as a sickness. Mm. Okay, And I think this is helpful to know that this is the way God sees it too. Mm. Um, but, and I use the idea of the addiction because I think that, that if, if I have an addiction to something, I can seek treatment. Or I can actually make the addiction worse. So, mm. You know, I can get deeper into that d- addiction. So, um, but anyway, look, look at Mark 2.17. When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. All right. So here Jesus is actually responding to some of the religious leaders of his day who are saying, how come you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Mm. And, of course, Jesus came into the world to save sinners. So, of course, he's going to be interacting with those who need him most, mm. right? And, of course, the religious elite didn't think they had any problem. That was They were in a worse situation in many ways because they didn't feel they had a problem at all. Um, and uh, the Bible tells us that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we all have this uh, inherited tendency. We were all born this way, is essentially what the Bible is telling us. We were born with this tendency towards sin, this addiction to sin, and Jesus has come to uh, break that bond. He's come as a great physician. And uh, we're told in Romans 3 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all born broken mm. is the, the way I would you know probably put that and um, so so what are we to do we, we just say well that's it I mean we're, we're done. that's the end of the story we're yep. born this way so I have an excuse yeah we're born <laughs> this way but and and you know we may try through our own efforts to change that right mm. um, and maybe people are listening today who who have had or do have addictions that they've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to overcome in their own strength Mm. and and have um, failed and therefore have been terribly discouraged by that. There's a verse here in Jeremiah 13, 23 that I'll get you to read. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard its spots? Then may you also do good who are accustomed to do evil. 
All right. So, I found that verse a little confusing, so right. you, you're going to have to unpack that for me. Okay. Well, so, let, let's, so he says, can the Ethiopian change his skin? I mean, we, we, this is one of those uh, phrases that comes out of the Bible that people use all the time. You know, can a leopard, leopard change its spots? Mm. So, <clears throat> excuse me, can an Ethiopian change his skin? Can a leopard change his spots? And the answer to that question is no. Mm. Right? A leopard can't change its spots. An Ethiopian can't change his skin. But... I think the, the the idea behind it is you can't do it, but the creator could. Mm. The creator who created the leopard, the creator who created mankind can change us. And really this is more about, you know, it's not about the outside appearance. It's more about the heart. Mm. And um, there's another verse about the heart in Jeremiah 17 verse 9 that really gets to the heart of the matter literally. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? In other words, this is, fascinatingly, this is a heart problem, not a uh, not a behavioural problem, inasmuch as the behaviour flows out of the heart. Mm. And so what God knows is we need a new heart. Mm. And so us trying to change our behaviour without allowing God to change our heart is going to be a futile exercise. Mm. And many people have tried to make themselves better. I think we, we do this in the Christian world too, right? We try harder to be good people. Um, but this verse reveals to us that our heart is desperately wicked unless God changes our heart. There's nothing we can do to change our, you know, to change our behavior and make ourselves into good people, inverted commas. Mm. We actually have that need, that change of heart. And um, that's what we're, we're going to talk about a little later in this program. One more verse I want to pick up. Maybe we'll do these. Psalm 51.5, if we could pick that up. It says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in, my, and in sin my mother conceived me. All right, so here it's sort of acknowledging once again that we were born this way. Mm. You know what I mean? That, that, that sin was, uh, my, my mother was a sinner, my father was a sinner, I'm a sinner. You know, I've inherited this tendency towards sin. However, in Psalm 51 verse 10, Hmm. There is an interesting passage in this uh, psalm. It says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Okay, so David is writing this psalm, and if people know the story, this is uh, after David had sinned, he had taken another man's wife, he'd actually had this man killed, um, and he is saying, I am a sinner. Hmm. He's recognizing I was born this way, but he also recognizes the solution, which is God create in me a clean heart and mm. renew a steadfast spirit with me. And the next verse goes on in in implying that mm. it's the Holy Spirit who does that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it says, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Yeah. Um, it's time for a break. Our question today, we'd love to hear from you. How should we relate to those who are struggling with long-term destructive behaviours? Text us in on 0488 880891. This is When I Found Jesus by Steph McLeod. When I found Jesus, he was holding on to me. Broken, I couldn't stand upon my feet. With a word, he broke my chains. I was free to breathe again. My life was saved by the love and blood of Jesus When I found Jesus, He was standing over me 
is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Peter Watts on our series A Light in the Dark and we've been talking about being born this way. Now, speaking of born this way, we're soon to get onto that topic about being born but um, 
we finished off uh, in Psalms before the break. We mm-hmm. finished off with the idea that we can ask God to create a clean heart. Indeed, yes. In ourselves. And uh, so, like I said, uh, Psalm 51, uh, it's well worth reading that psalm if people have got uh, mm, the a, Bible with them. And it's an amazing psalm. To read that, yeah. This is what uh, David wrote, I think, after being confronted by the prophet. Correct. Um, yeah, he was guilty of adultery. He was guilty mm. of murder. Um, and he... Um, he came to a point of repentance. And mm. it's interesting because he, he highlights the fact that it's not about me. He says, I'm a sinner, but God is righteous. God is merciful. God mm. is good. And, and he's really pleading with God to, to change his heart and to renew it. That's right. Mm. And there's a, there's a verse in Romans 2.4. So we want to now start turning the corner mm. of, of, okay, we've outlined the fact that we find ourselves um, addicted to selfish behaviors. We find ourselves um, in that circumstance to a large extent because we've inherited that, right, through through our original parents, Adam and Eve, this, this sinful nature. But we also now want to see where, where God can take us. And in Romans 2.4, it tells us, uh, I think you've got that there. It's the last part of that sentence, but read, read, read that through. It says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Mm, okay, so this is fascinating. So one of the words that the Bible uses often and one of the words that is not popular today in our culture and certainly it's not even popular in the church, and that is repent. Mm. Repent. Um, and it tells us here that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Why mm. do we talk about God? Why do we want to learn about God? Why do we want to read about the Bible? Mm. Because in it we're going to discover the goodness of God, and it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. There's a beautiful song called Goodness of God, which uh, I could have played this morning, but I, you it's could've. one of my favourite songs, actually. Well, no, that Because he's like continually... Uh, reaching out to us, yeah, absolutely. He wants to, um, he wants to save us. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. so many verses on this. So when John the Baptist comes along, um, before um, he baptizes Jesus in his ministry in the wilderness, John the Baptist cries out, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." Mm. And then Jesus comes, he's uh, baptized, and he says, "The time is fulfilled." Repent and believe the gospel. Mm. Believe the good news. Repent, mm. and so, and then of course you come to Second Peter three nine. It says, uh, "For God, not, for God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." So this this idea of repentance is an important one because if we are willing to hear God's voice, to to learn from God, and then that that goodness that we see in God leads us to repentance, then genuine lasting change can come. And so repentance, I guess when we think about um, the idea of being born this way, right, we can either say, look, I was born this way, I've always behaved in this way, my parents behaved in this way, or our culture behaves in this way, so that's just the way it is. We can either accept that, or we, when confronted by by uh, the ways of God, we can say, "Well, I can see how good God is." Not not in not just simply outlining what is right and what is wrong, but rather saying, "Because you have done wrong, I will go to the cross and pay the price for your sins. I will go and pay the debt that you owe through your selfishness and through your sin." And so, uh, whilst you may have been born this way, I was Jesus says, "I was born into this world for this purpose." 
that I would go and die on a cross to pay the price for all of your sins. And when we see that and we recognize the goodness of God, that leads us to repentance. Mm. And God wants us to repent that we will say, Lord, I'm hopeless, I'm helpless without you. Mm. You're my only hope. And then we can turn to God and we can be born again. I want to pick up... um, well, let's, no, let, let's do John fourteen six. You've got it there, Jason. I want to read some of the words of Jesus in uh, John fourteen six. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So here we have the idea that we were born this way. We're going in a certain direction. But Jesus says, I am the way. Hmm. I am the truth, and I am the life. And so he's saying there is another way. You remember we'd read, read that verse in Proverbs, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of the death. Well, Jesus says, I am the way, and he leads to life. And so there is another way for us to go. And Jesus tells us how we can do it. It's in John chapter 3. He talks about the born-again experience. We've, we talk about being born this way. Well, is it possible to be born again? Uh, and, of course, that's one of the themes of, of the Bible, and we read it here in John 3, 3 to, what have we got, 3 to 7, seven I've got. Yes, 3 to 7. Jesus answered and said to him, and this is Nicodemus who uh, came to Jesus in the night, mm. Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. All right. Now, this is really getting to the heart of the matter in terms of the topic we're talking about today, born this way. We're all born, according to David, we're born in transgression and in sin. We're born with this sinful tendency. We're born with an addiction to selfishness. But Jesus is saying saying, there is another way. And uh, he's saying you must be born again. And, and, and Nicodemus rightly says, well, I can't be born physically again. And Jesus points out that we're all born into the flesh, right? Mm. But he's saying we can be born from the Spirit. We can be reborn. We can be born again through the Holy Spirit. And uh, it's that spiritual awakening that we all need. And uh, the unlocking of that, I think, is as God leads us to repentance, we recognize that I've been heading in the wrong direction I need God in my life. I can't change myself, but I do believe that God can change me. And we talked about that clean heart, and we talked before about how that comes through the Holy Spirit. And this is um, Jesus saying that we can be born again through the Holy Spirit. I think there's uh, another verse about this in 1 Peter 1, 22 and 23 that you might like to read, Jason. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Mm, Okay, so this is again talking about uh, a pure heart. It's talking about the born-again experience, the the Holy Spirit coming into our lives. And I love the fact that uh, I want to dwell on this for a moment. In Revelation 1.5, it talks about the fact that God loved us and then he washed us. Yeah. So if we are born this way, if we are born with a tendency to wickedness or to selfishness or to sin, the Bible says that God loved us first. Hmm. 
and then he washed us. Mm. And it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm. In other words, it was love was his motivation for sending Jesus into the world. So this is important to me because, it, you know, again, we, we mentioned that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. Who is God really? What is his intention? And we find that God is good, he's loving, he's compassionate, he's kind, he's merciful, he's forgiving, he's all of these things. And he's demonstrated that by coming and saying, look, I'm not just going to, you know, push your sins aside or say they don't really matter. I'm going to come and pay for them. I'm going to be the one who pays the price for my uh, for Peter Watts's sinful, selfish choices. And, um, and, and then he offers us the opportunity to be born again through the Spirit. So I think it's a beautiful picture about the goodness of God. Mm, it is. We've got a book offer today. It's called In the Light of God's Love by Ty Gibson. Every now and then a book is written that penetrates beyond the head and speaks to the inmost heart. Page by page, the reader senses the distinct moving of God's Spirit. Christ in all his matchless glory is exalted until self fades into insignificance. In the Light of God's Love is one of these unusual books. In the first chapter, you'll encounter the cross of Jesus with self-forgetful understanding, riding on the beautiful wave of Calvary's love. Each chapter that follows will apply the healing power of that love at the practical level of your daily Christian experience. Personal salvation, obedience, temptation, failure and relationships are all pondered with fresh insight under the illuminating light of divine love. You won't want to put it down once you begin reading and you won't be the same when you're done. That's our book offer for today. We'll give you the code straight after the break. So get ready. The uh, number to text in is 0488 This is The Message That Can Change the World Hasn't Changed by Michael McLean. Why are these stories still around? Why didn't they just fade away? Is there some truth that might be To them today Just give them a moment And let them speak Not of the distant Long ago Maybe the answers We Hasn't changed 
Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're finishing up our program today with Peter Watts, titled "Born This Way." And before the break, we talked about our book offer today. It's uh, called "In Light of God's Love" by Ty Gibson. It's a fantastic book. We've got just three copies to give away today. So text in this code. It's Light Number Four L I G H T and the number four. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to claim. The first three people who text in the correct code will uh, get a copy of that book today. Peter, we've got about eight minutes left and uh, we've got a bit to get through and uh, I know you've got a few more things to say. Well, yeah, I, the Bible certainly has a few more things to say. <laughs> um, we we um, were talking about uh, being born again. When I, when I encountered this teaching, it was a great blessing and a great relief in many ways that we can be born again. We can have a new start with God, that we can have um, a change in our life, that God can create that change by creating a new heart in us. And um, I think this is the, you know, when we have this, idea of well i was born this way i think there's two ways we can go we can either double down and say well this is the way i am this is the way i'll always be and um nobody can you know blame me for that and you know i i'm going to act this way regardless if it's destructive to me or to others um or we can say i recognize that i'm heading in the wrong path i can't do anything about it myself Mm. but i can let god do something about it in my life and we can repent and we can experience that born again in proverbs 28 13 we see this sort of contrast between those two directions that we can go he who covers his sins will not prosper but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy Mm, that's a beautiful verse that tells us that god wants us to bring our problems to him he Mm. doesn't want to ignore them he doesn't want to pretend they're not there he doesn't Mm say you get yourself cleaned up and then we'll have a conversation yeah he doesn't say that and that's what i meant before where it says he loved us and then he washed us mm. uh, that that he has that um desire to be in communication with us he wants relationship with us and i guess that's hard isn't it sometimes when we know that we've done the wrong thing it's hard to go to god but that's actually when he wants us to go that's to him. precisely what he wants to do mm. yeah and it's the time that we feel like the least like wanting to go to him but that's mm. what um that's what we need to do mm. hebrews four fourteen to 16 i love because it tells us a little more about jesus and indeed what he's doing now for us Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mm, that is a beautiful passage and it, it reminds us that jesus became human he came down to earth he lived as a human being he was tempted in all points it says so temptation if you are experiencing temptation or you experience temptation it doesn't mean you're not a christian anymore mm. um, it means that you live in a world where temptation exists you live in a world where temptation abounds and but he's saying that there is a way out there is a way out that through power that through the power of the holy spirit through depending on christ uh, he can give us that way out and um you know when we talked about this born again experience you can read it slightly different words there in second corinthians 5:17 therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation old things have passed away 
Behold, all things have become new. I love God. I love the characteristic of God that he is able to not remember our sins. The Bible says that in the Old Testament. It says, your sins I will remember no more. Mm. And that's a conscious choice on behalf of God, that he's saying, I'm not going to remember your sins. I'm going to give you a fresh start. I'm going to turn you into a new creature in Christ through the power of my Holy Spirit. I can change your heart. I can give you that new direction. And uh, it's a beautiful thing that he's able to do for us. Uh, This contrast... Uh, I guess, uh, between the fleshly nature or the, the carnal nature and the spiritual nature is seen in um, the fruit of the Spirit. I might just turn there, uh, Jason. I don't know if you have that one up. It's uh, Galatians 5. And I just want to read from verse 19, where in Galatians five nineteen it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident. And it lists some of them. It says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But then he says this, which I love. It says in verse 22 Galatians 5:22 but the sp- the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such there is no law so that fruit of the spirit only comes as the spirit is present and powerful in our lives and so if you are struggling with anything that you know have been convicted maybe in your conscience or you've read in the scriptures that you know is not what God is wanting us to do or to be, then I would encourage you to go and pray to God and ask God and say, Lord, help me. I cannot help myself. Lord, grant me your Holy Spirit. Help me to become what you want me to be. Uh, I repent. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to say, Lord, your way is the right way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And uh, we will find peace there. Then we can find peace with God who can actually give us a new heart. You know, earlier on, Jason, we talked about Romans 5.12, where it says, through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, uh, and passed that on to the whole human race. But in Romans 5, verse 19, we find that there is another situation where another man has done something that that brings uh, brings a change. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. All right, so this is talking about Jesus. And so on the one hand, uh, we have Adam, the first Adam. Jesus is described as the last Adam. In other words, he came as a representative of humanity. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross for all of our sins. And so he can credit us with his righteousness. And so um, we, we, yes, we were all um, made sinners through being related to Adam and through the direction that we have followed. But Jesus is saying, I am the way, I can give you repentance, I can give you forgiveness. And, uh, you know, I'm encouraged by the verse in Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so, you know, sometimes people might say, well, you know, why should anyone want to worship God? Why should anyone want to serve God? Why should anybody want to obey God? Why should anybody want to follow God? 
And our answer can be, I was born this way. I was born again this way. Mm. Uh, And that's the difference, is that, uh, yes, you can be born this way and follow a sinful, selfish life uh, that you're addicted to. Or you can throw yourself at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, help me. And he will um, give us a new heart. He will put a, a new spirit within us. And we can say, I'm going to follow God because I was born again this way. Peter, um, we're out of time, and we hadn't discussed this. Uh, one thing that we normally discuss before we uh, start our program. What have you got for us next week? Well, we could discuss that uh, topic. This is a broad topic. We could discuss that topic of um, love, love the, the sinner, sinner, hate the sin. Yeah. So I, I guess we could do that next week. Okay, let's let's do that. That'd be great. Um, so tune in next week, same time on uh, Tuesday morning, nine a.m. for our last program, live program with Peter this year. Tomorrow we've got Daniel Matteo, and uh, he'll be talking on facets of the of faith, and he's talking about the topic of the peace. And I believe he's probably talking about the peace that we find when we have a relationship with God. And, of course, um, I think we're now out of uh, book offers, uh, but just in case we're not, uh, light number four, L-I-G-H-T number four is the code. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. May God be with you today. God bless you. And this is Love One Another by James David Carter. Love one another as I have loved you. Bear with each other and always be Down.